0: You're listening to Building the Game with Rob and Jason.
1: It's Building the Game with
0: Jason and Rob. For tabletop game design, you really can't go wrong.
1: Building the Game, yeah, Building the Game. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast today is Monday, July 2nd, 2018. It's episode 318. My name is Rob. Jason's here. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back from time off. We took some time there. A whole seven days it's been since our last episode. I know. Oh my gosh, and what a week it's been. Yes.
0: It's been a week.
1: Yes. Tell us all about your crazy week, Jason.
0: <sighs> so, it all started. It all started with... Um, with potatoes.
1: Potatoes, right? man, don't even get me st- a red skin Yeah. yeah. Right? Right. Red everywhere, skin, everywhere. Everywhere. You know, um you've heard
0: of garlic smashed potatoes? Mhm. Mm-hmm. All across all across my driveway, yep. actually is what happened. Yep. So, um so yeah, garlic smashed potatoes all over my driveway. Um the neighbors there w- there was a fight. The neighbors were upset um and uh they just started throwing potatoes at each other not at mm-hmm. me just to be clear it was the neighbors across the street and across the way there's a really bad aim uh-huh. um why they had so many red skin potatoes around,
1: i don't know it's anybody's guess uh, right where the garlic came from i'm not actually sure and they were all pre-cooked too there were like yeah. hundreds of them and yeah. they were pre-cooked it's not like they're throwing raw potatoes right that'd yeah. be one thing yeah but they took the time to cook all these potatoes yeah. and start throwing them at each other yeah they were nicely cooked though right they were oh yeah, yeah i yeah. mean creamy like yeah, kind i mean, of yeah
0: they just on. i mean they just melted on my driveway right like, kind of like in your mouth you know i mean it was it was great um i didn't eat many of them off the driveway just just the ones off the top i try. you had to try safe, right you
1: you i mean they looked so good
0: yeah but then so what ended up happening was it just it attracted a lot of frogs which was weird mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i didn't know mm-hmm. frogs like potatoes uh or garlic but apparently hey we all learn things, Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, the Discovery Channel doesn't teach you that, do they? No. But there's this water pond thing, a, a kitty corner to my house, and yep. the frogs just came out and droves. So I came out in the morning and mm-hmm. uh, and I couldn't even get my car to the driveway, mm-hmm. um, so I uh, I drove through my lawn, right? Right. Uh, I, drive- I saw the ruts out there. Yeah. 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 Well, well, so I started driving through my lawn. I I pull off into the street, and uh, the street is just covered in canola oil. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what? what is happening? Well, apparently that's the secret to good garlic smashed potatoes is, is canola oil. Right. Um, See, then, I always thought it was cream cheese. I was wrong. I did too, yeah. yeah. So so they cooked them in this canola oil. Well, they had a lot left over. And yeah. apparently during the, the struggle, um, this, uh, this this big vat tipped over mm-hmm. all the way down Moonflower, which is the street next to mm-hmm. me, which mm-hmm. is a really stupid name. Um, all the streets around me have really dumb names. Yeah. Clover Meadows is probably the least stupid one um so anyways uh still pretty stupid it is no don't get me wrong don't get me wrong water clover is pretty bad too but moonflower i feel like takes the cake but i'm i'm you know anyways so yeah so in the pantheon
1: I just, of bad street names moonflowers pretty high up yeah, there right yeah
0: so i started driving down the road in the, in the canola oil and of course i've got no traction so no, right. uh so i put the four wheel on and now i've got four wheels and no traction yeah uh so i wasn't sure what to do and i thought well i'm just going to gun it and so i kind of drifted down the road and right. uh and just kind of rode that out of out of there i'm just all trying just to get to work right right um
1: yeah i liked the way though that the as as your tires spun on the the on the oil it kind of aerated them and like foamed up yeah right yeah, yeah. yeah and it made like like kind of like a wake behind you of oily foam right right that was neat which is that what? was neat i didn't expect that to happen right
0: so that drew in the coyotes uh yeah. which was a problem mm-hmm. um because apparently they like the foam I, I'm not everybody sure. knows the
1: coyotes and foam are, are yeah, big i yeah. guess so i mean so, it's a thing it's um a thing. but the good news was wasn't there was i think jack london wrote a novel about that yeah. He he was big on wolves and, and you know and canines, right? Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I think there was it was called the Coyotes in the Foam.
0: Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. There was like three or four books in that series. It was yeah. It was right. pretty crazy. But the good news was the coyotes uh they played in the foam for a while, but they can't eat it, right? They just like to you know, they just like to, you know, have foam parties. Sure. I guess. Uh but anyways, so what they did was then they ate all the frogs. So uh-huh. when I got home, good news, no frogs. Uh, I could just pull right in my driveway. So yeah. problem solved itself, right? Uh, but it was a crazy week though. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. It was it was nuts. Yeah. Uh, it's true. Yeah, boy, all the things that go on in our lives. Right, you right. know. And if we didn't have a podcast, no one would know about it.
0: It's true, it's true, yeah. yeah. Right.
1: So something else good
0: happened this week. I can't tell you about it. <laughs> oh, no, you can But it was great. Yeah. But it was great. So I yeah. Actually I did tell you about it, but you told I can't me about tell it. you, Builders. Can't, I'm you sorry, can't tell. But, you will soon. Someday. But I maybe. will someday and I'll be excited to tell you. Yeah. And it'll be fun we're gonna be like hey what's up builders hey this is fun
1: yeah so yeah so that that was kind of the thing that i was alluding to i had forgotten all about the potatoes and well, i mean it's forgettable oils, right i mean yeah you know, and the frogs and um, coyotes
0: i forgot until you brought it up and and it just popped right in my head
1: yeah but uh, uh but hey what are you gonna do yeah yeah, yeah. So, so
0: this is good times though good times yeah mm-hmm. potatoes and everything uh potatoes mm-hmm. and other news so um
1: yeah yeah cool yeah i was driving over here today um uh and uh so there's there's a there's a trend that's that's happening in in the automotive space right now Mm -hmm. um uh there there's there's a a a section of the population uh that would call themselves well i think you were almost one of these guys once what a, a jeep guy
0: yeah, I was always kind of like I owned a Jeep. You were sort I of
1: sort of adjacent to Jeep. Jeep adjacent, right? Really yeah, kind of. Yeah, the real Jeep guys are the ones who typically drive Wranglers, but they might drive Cherokee too. Right. Right. Like
0: I, I had a Jeep, but I wouldn't put the sticker on it that said, "If you can read this, roll me over." Yeah. Well, I right? mean, you, know. you were you were driving or, a
1: Liberty, so you know.
0: or it's a Jeep thing. Yeah. You know, right? You wouldn't understand. So Jeep guys, right? So
1: I, I got nothing against Jeep guys. You, you know what? I ain't nothing but a Jeep thing, baby. So. Yeah. I um Wranglers, I think Wranglers are nice. Good Cherokee is a good Cherokee is a yeah, good Cherokee. Yeah. You know, hey, nothing wrong with the Jeep. Right. Uh, even the new four door Wranglers that are that have been out there for the last few years, yeah, I'm yeah. all right with that. I I ain't mad yeah, at that. Okay. Yeah. Beep, right. beep, I'm a Jeep. It's tell cool. you what. Tell you what. I don't like. I'm gonna tell you what I don't like, Jason. Lots of things. Presumably. Well, <laughs> don't get me started. But tonight, the thing that I don't like is that there's a there's a new style. It's a new style on the on the new Jeeps, on the newer yeah. Jeeps. There's a style out there now where people take these these plastic airfoils, uh, or or these little plastic trim pieces, and they put them over the the edge, the front front edge of the hood of their Jeep, and it acts as like a little a little shade, like a little angled shade that blo- blocks about you know a quarter, uh, maybe maybe less than a quarter, maybe more like a sixth of the top of their headlights, and at an angle. Why? And so, when you're looking at the Jeep straight on, the uh, the headlights look like eyes, and because they're they're shaded at an angle across the top, it looks like an angry face.
0: So, are they doing? Is that is that the
1: point, or is it like it's some- an aftermarket accessory that people put on there to make their Jeeps look right. angry? To make their jeeps look more badass. I mean, right? That's
0: that's better than the balls that some people put on. Well, the yeah, cars. truck
1: balls. Truck balls are super obnoxious. Right. obnoxious right. But I, I, feel like this is quickly becoming close to that for me. Like I just hate it. Yeah, well, that just seems like that shouldn't it. be legal because it's obstructing the. It's it's really it's uh, because the new Jeep headlights. There's the main there's the main lamp, and then there's like a, an LED circle around the outside that's just an, an always on LED indicator. Oh, okay. So it really, just obscures that LED indicator, which is not required. Which is not required, right? right. It doesn't really obstruct the view of the lights when they're on. Right. Um, so it's it's just a little little piece of trim to make your Jeep look pissed off. That's dumb. And I hate it. Yeah, I know I I hate, that I hate too. it. Right. Get it off of there. <laughs> what a well, just, just just stop, people. Just stop. Okay. Stop. Right. You're yeah. no, okay? No. Also, if you're a Jeep guy, that's cool. Be a Jeep guy because you like driving a Jeep because it's good off road right okay don't be a jeep guy or pretend to be a jeep guy because um because you want to drive a jeep because you know what jeeps are not wranglers especially they're not nice vehicles no i mean no. they're 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 fine cars right they break but, down a lot though but you got to fix them yeah right and they're not they're not luxury cars right that, oh, they're not yeah. well-appointed Wranglers, no. you know? It, yeah, don't... No, they're supposed to be, like, rough and tumble, right? They're supposed to be rugged, right? So don't don't drive it as a prestige thing. No, I don't know, no. Anyway, I have opinions. It's like people
0: that drive the big fancy Hummers. It's like, yeah. literally was a machine of war, and now you're driving a neon yellow one. Yeah, right. You know, that's right. not cool. I, hey.
1: I mean, I have opinions. My dad, I grew up, my dad always had Wranglers. My whole life, right. my dad's definitely a Jeep guy, and he's a Jeep guy because... Because he takes it off road, right. he likes to go off roading. He doesn't care about getting getting a little beat up, a little messy, you know. Right. You know, it just like that's if you're gonna if you're gonna have a jeep, have a jeep, right? I yeah. feel like for those people that you're seeing
0: driving around, you should get a sticker that says it's just a jeep thing. I don't understand, <laughs> and then put it on their jeep, yeah, because they clearly don't understand. Yeah, that's vandalism so, though. So that's probably is. not a is it sticker vandalism? probably I, yeah. I, think, so, I think it is yeah. yeah just use spray paint that's definitely not banned. no case. that's okay yeah, that's, that's perfectly yeah I mean just tag it right yeah I mean well you can yeah. key it
1: keying it is okay scratching scratching the paint is fine is just it don't really? put a stick like on it's it. probably not so <laughs> slash the tires then I mean you know <laughs> don't do any of those things builders don't do any of those things no i'm just being an opinion we're gonna get we're gonna get Jerk hate here. mail because people like jeeps We some
0: designers gonna be like i like jeeps and you and not tell me not to like yeah. sounds like something no, freaking mills would say yeah. my jeep is great in south carolina we use jeeps everywhere I love it no <laughs> i'm
1: i'm being stupid i mean yeah. whatever you want to drive a jeep drive a jeep yeah, i, I drive don't care i just think that trim piece is stupid yeah. that is yeah
0: if you've got the angry eyes on your Jeep, you probably don't. But if you do, <laughs> call us 770-tel bgg and defend that. Yeah. And we'll tell you why you're wrong.
1: Yeah. It'll no, be great. I don't want to judge anybody for the vehicle they drive. I only well, will, I, but I will judge them for late. the stupid accessories <laughs> that they put on the vehicle they drive. Uh, a side note, um, I don't know builders if there are any any vehicle people in the audience. I'm not necessarily a car guy either, but I saw pictures of the new Suzuki Jimny. Which is probably only it's it's coming out twenty nineteen. It's probably only going to be in Japan. But man, that is like my dream truck. Did you say the Suzuki Jiminy? Jiminy Jimny, J-I-M-N-Y. Um, I Thought it was like Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. Well, there used to be a Jimmy, right? But yeah, this well, is, that's why I was confused. Yeah, I'm guessing this, it wasn't a Jimny. No, this is the the Suzuki Jimny. Um, uh, I would just kill for one of those. Yeah. It's like it's like my ideal. It's small. You know, I like small cars, right? I really like small vehicles. It's a really small vehicle with. With, with four wheel drive, right? So it, it's like smaller than a Wrangler, right? Um, But with like still that boxy shape, boxy angular right, shape, right? And it's just it's just kind of utilitarian and unfancy.
0: You found that car the one time uh that electric vehicle yeah. that was mm-hmm. an electric
1: SUV um yeah that's they're not manufacturing that it was still prototype
0: that was amazing though. yeah i don't remember what like, it's called but i don't remember like the whole undercarriage was this really long storage space where you could yeah. put like 47 foot long boards or something yeah, was so cool yeah that was so cool But that it, was big though that was a lot bigger than this but it also like had a short range i think and like no amenities like no ac yeah, nothing right. because it just couldn't right like you need to live in a place where it's like always 70 or less otherwise yeah. <laughs> you probably shouldn't drive that vehicle right. yeah
1: it's true Anywho, anywho, hey, uh, we have drinks here. We do. We have. We each have a drink here. We have a Haritos lime. and that what? What was the tagline you read? Uh, it says um, "Super good since 1950." That is a good. Where have you seeing that at? It's uh, it's this little guy right here by the by the label. Oh yeah, that's yeah. really small. It's yeah. hard right. to read. Que bueno son hecho en Mexico there's the opener
0: yeah this uh these harito's lime drink uh has a like a real top on it
1: hmm oh yeah i could get down with that oh that's some good that's not too sweet that's like just the right right kind of sweet that's really mild that is perfect that's a darn good soda jason that is a darn good soda. Yeah,
0: I'll add this one to the list of rebuy because that yeah. is good. I
1: know, I know this this brand. They have a lot of different flavors, and I've n- I've never tried any mm. of them. before. Well, now I'm going to look for more. This this would be great with tequila. <laughs> it would it's, be. It's like poor man's uh, margarita, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's great. That's great. I don't mm. think I have any tequila. Otherwise,
0: that'd be be a great second half of the show. <laughs> Hey, we got a topic we're going to talk about. Do we? Suggested okay. by Tom Gurganis. good friend of the show, Tom. Ger-Ganis. Hi Tom, how you doing?
1: Uh, and Tom asked, we we tweeted for topics as we do from time Tweet, to time. tweets asking for ideas for things to talk about, and he said, "How about reworking rules? Why don't we talk about reworking rules? Not writing rules. We talked about writing rules yeah, before, yeah, right?" Yeah. Yeah. But, but what about it when, when you need to make revisions and it's time to get back on that and make changes to your rules? Yeah, get down. Uh, and I'm actually in a sort of pseudo in that process right now. I'm working on my Red Planet print and play, which hopefully by the time this episode posts, I've got that available.
0: If it was, we'll put it in the show notes.
1: Absolutely. So you can look for that in show notes at buildinggamepodcast.com. Uh, you, I will also be tweeting about it, building, or, uh, uh, at podcast BTG. No, that's the pod. Mine is at poorly underscore design. Anyway.
0: Yeah, I doubt we'll be tweeting anything from that podcast BTG, but please continue to follow it because that feel
1: good. Is yeah, we don't anyway.
0: That still has more followers than both of us. I wish there was like a way to transfer them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, so reworking rules. So uh, what do you what do you do after you? It's time to make some revisions. So. Um, I think we talked before about our approach, right? Our approach where you kind of start out and you say, "Well, here's the intent of the game." Yep. And I like to make sure I put a components list and and then a, a you know, a setup, you know, how to set up the game.
0: Yep. Yeah, I think every one of my games rules has title. Uh, I used to just put by Jason Slingerland. Now I put buy and then my email which mm-hmm. I'm, I almost just said I'm not going to say that <laughs> just cuz I don't want 10,000 emails but yeah. uh and we have certainly 40,000 listeners so at least 25% of you email no uh but anyways uh, so I put my personal email so there's automatically if you have my rules you can contact me publishers yeah. uh below that I put age time uh player count mm-hmm. not in that order uh and then and then like a blurb right that's what we both do we'll put yeah. some flavor text yeah like, right here's the idea you are it says who you are you
1: yeah. are this do that right win the game right and i haven't done that yet with um, my red planet rules because i'm still print and play still in development right right but, but when you get it to that point right yeah, yeah that's important
0: um the next thing is you write component list right because mm-hmm. we both pretty much follow the same format more or less After yeah. component list setup yep uh and then setup ends with generally first player is x mm-hmm. gameplay And then after a gameplay for me, it gets a little fuzzy because like I'll usually do a turn and then I'll have um, any things I need to call out like definitions of what cards are going to have and stuff. Neil Roberts hates this about my rules because he wants me to define stuff ahead of time. And I'm like, I ain't got time for that. Um, And then uh, and then I always end with game end and winning is my last section. Yeah. Like when does the game end? And how do I win? Mm-hmm. So that's what I—that's my sure. kind of standard format. Okay.
1: Yeah, and that's—I mean—that's more or less the same general structure that I right, follow. Right. So, right I mean, we, yeah. We—we've kind of right. learned the same—the yeah. same structure together. So yeah. So, but what—what what happens when uh, when you need to make changes, right? And in fact, I like—I don't like writing rules. I really hate writing rules, and I hate even more after I need after I play the game and do testing and do revisions. I hate even more going back and revising those rules. Yes. Because then not only do I have to reread what I wrote but I have to then go back and rewrite it and change it. And sometimes reorganize the whole thing. And that just
0: drives me crazy. And then reread the whole thing again yeah. to make sure you don't have any legacy stuff that stayed in there. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, so find and replace, I find is really helpful oh, uh, yeah? if you're going to change a term, right? Like if sure. you're like, Oh, this term is going to become that use find and replace. Mm-hmm. Um, but gosh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's difficult, right? I mean, it some is. people get really jazzed about it, but I'm like you, I hate it. Yeah.
1: So the first thing I always do, though, is is I always, um, yeah we, I do a lot in Google Docs, right? So I will often, you know, copy and paste everything into a new separate document. That's super or, smart. You know, if I'm in that. Word, then I would do a save as another thing, right? So so that I'm always keeping the old version right? to make sure that if I delete something, and then later i change my mind and say oh you know what i probably i probably liked that the way that was phrased i don't have to try and figure out what i said all over again or or retype it from really a printed copy you know it's a lot easier to copy and paste back from the original um, um so one thing that i struggle with a lot is is examples
0: i never use examples unless i absolutely have to because i struggle with them
1: so much yeah yeah and and, and and I always struggle. So so examples and, and knowing when is an example appropriate and when is it a not, and, and when is it unnecessary and just kind of a right. waste. It's
0: hard to know that, it, right? It's
1: tough, right? And I feel like I've I've both done uh, I've under-exampled and over-exampled in the past as well. Um, it, it was so so in my first time through, I don't I I never put examples in when I first write rules. Right. Never. Nope. I just explain it. Here's how I go, here's how it's gonna work. And it's only after I feel like I'm done with those rules and I come back through that that I start to think about is this appropriate to have an example? Even even if in the middle of it I'm thinking, I'm thinking, yeah, you know, this might benefit benefit from an example. My first time through, I still don't do it. Right. I still don't do it because because then I because I'll I'll when I read back through it, I'll say, gosh, maybe that was necessary, maybe that wasn't necessary, maybe it was overkill, right. or whatever.
0: Or after your first playthrough, and people are confused by well, something. Sure. You're like, oh, I should probably define this better in the rules,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, one of the things I've taken to is using pictures in my rules quite a bit, like little, des- like, um, some examples for for water balloon washout uh you did the layout for that but but i mocked up just the shape of what the gameplay looks like and where to place cards because in that game Mm -hmm. where you place cards affects how they work sure but there's no layout right i mean you're just doing it right on the table yeah um so i wanted to make sure people could see where you put stuff right and Mm -hmm. how that affected the game Mm -hmm. um uh, for obi newton i have the the uh the trick card that sits in the center. I defined that in the rules with a picture so that you could see this is how these each score right, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then I took that and made player aids out of those Mm -hmm. as well. Um, I've many times in games used, uh, I think in Water Balloon Washout we did that too, where we had the uh, the picture of the card, like the play a card you would play, Mm -hmm. and then like you know point arrows pointing to each thing with a description of what it is right. Yeah. Um, I so I use a lot of that in rules, Mm -hmm. um, especially if I'm getting ready to show them to publishers because with a publisher. Well, even if you play it with them, mm-hmm. they're going to have to re-read re-range rules when the next time they play it, assuming the game is complex enough, which most games are. Yeah. And they see a lot of games um, that they're like half blind play testing and you mm-hmm. don't want the rules to not make sense. Sure. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so f- first of all, your idea about doing versioning is really super smart. Uh-huh. So here's a question about that because yeah. I- I've never done that. I should do that when mm-hmm. I'm going to make major changes what what constitutes you being you copying and pasting and doing a second version of it mm-hmm. and what constitutes small enough changes that you'll just make the tweaks
1: um, I if yeah. for me it's it's kind of a milestone based thing it's it's did I, did I play test it no I'm making changes if I play tested it then I'm gonna keep the old version and I'm gonna make another version or if it's I shared this with somebody um to actually play the game. So so like for example the red planet. So I'm I'm getting feedback on my initial write of the rules right now and and that feedback that I'm getting I'll be updating the basic draft the original draft of that with that feedback. Mm-hmm. After I put out the print and play and get some feedback from that, the next all the changes that I make to that version to those rules right. will be on a new version of the rules. I will keep the old version and I will, I will copy that over to a new one and make changes on the new one. So for me, it's about it's about like based on like milestones, right? Right, right. When did I play test? That's kind of my decision point around that. Okay, okay. Um, but I might also do it in the. I mean, that's kind of the baseline. If I if I make a major revision, just out of my own head, thinking you know what, I'm I'm thinking more about this mechanic and I want to restructure the the, the timing of that or the, or the structure around that. If it's if it's major enough, like if I'm rewriting a couple of paragraphs, I might do version control on that as well. Um, and, and I, I probably do more of that than is necessary, but I've learned the hard way through years of, of losing, you know, using, uh, losing files or, or overriding files or saving over files in like Photoshop or something. Right. Um, or just in my professional life, you know, Excel spreadsheets and things, right. Saving over and over and over on the same thing and, and realizing that I screwed something up 10 saves ago. Right. Um, so now I, I over save. You know, if you look, you look at my my folders on my computer. Like, for example, the Red Planet. I think I've got like nine different versions of the the basic, um, you know, hover hovercraft uh, info sheet. you are tracking velocity and damage and things. Right. I think I've got nine different versions of that, and each one is just a small change. Right. But I but if I if I don't like that change when I try it, I want to be able to roll back. And and if I've got right. nine versions of that, I've probably played tested the game six times.
0: So here's a question. Yeah. So you've got your ninth version. You play it. You've made a ton of changes since the last version. Uh-huh. You don't like a few of those changes. You're going to change them back. Mm-hmm. Do you make a tenth version? alter it? Okay. I
1: Yeah, figured. I do. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I might uh, I might go back to version seven and update that, and that's my new version ten. Or I might copy pieces from version seven right. into ver- you know so whatever it is um yeah and then the thing other thing is that i never delete the old copies even on like going back to saloon tycoon and epic muster tea party <laughs> i have still have all of that stuff
0: the things you'll literally never need never ever need again. to look
1: at again that i'm paying you know i'm paying for carbonite for online backup it's all getting backed up <laughs> online that's funny. i will never i i even went so far when i bought a new computer last year to make sure i copied everything from my old computer onto the new one that's how stupid i am i
0: always do that too i always copy yeah. all my old files Every time you get a bigger hard drive, so it generally doesn't matter, yeah, right? It's true. It's true. <coughs> this computer came with two hard drives,
1: so it was just that much better. Did you decide on that after last time in your debacle? Yeah, no. That well, that was when I got the Carbonite online backup. Ah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh. Anyway, so version control is really, really important to me, and and keeping multiple versions is really, really important I agree. to me. Um. Um yeah copy and pasting as well so so another another problem that i if i know that i have and i always do this my first time through the rules that i always then go back through on future revisions and change and that's and that's um my usage of of like proper words and terms and things right and, and what i mean by that um is um uh, like like game terms, like I'm trying to think about Red Planet. Okay, so I've got I've got um, names like proper names in there. There's mm-hmm. there's your your VTV, your vector thrust vehicle, is your hover car, right? Right. So I, that's an abbreviation. So that's always going to be capitalized. VTV. That's fine. Okay. But then I've got things like your the score zone, and the score right. zone is a specific location on the map, as mm-hmm. is the drop zone. So those are capitalized. Those are those are place names. Those are capitalized. And then I've got things like boost token well it's a thing it's a boost token so it's it's a name so i'm going to capitalize that name yep i've also got piloting tokens and and that's also a proper name. And then uh, you're also, when you're taking an action, you're going to roll. You're going to roll, take it to a challenge roll. And so challenge rolls, capitalized. both words are capitalized. Here's a question. And then every other time after that, I use the word roll. I make sure to capitalize it, which, go on with your question. <laughs> well, so
0: it's about that. So piloting token, you would capitalize piloting and token?
1: I would capitalize piloting. Well, so my, my instinct is to capitalize both, right? Right. But I know I don't need to do that,
0: I because like trick card, I will capitalize both words, yeah, even though I don't, I don't need to because but if you're talking about a trick mm-hmm. or a trick card, the difference between having those two capitalized can be meaningful, sure. So,
1: yeah, so and, and yeah. that's and what I inevitably end up doing is is getting to myself to a situation where I've got three or four words in every sentence that are capitalized, and that's just nonsense. I hate that, but I do it too. It's nonsense, and so, and it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary, and that's something that uh, that I the I used to do that all the time. And when I would have my wife proof me proofread my rules in the early days, she'd be like, "Stop doing that! Stop doing that!" I'm like, "No, no, no! I have to do that! I have to do that!" She right. stop doing that. Um, she's she's a technical writer. That's right. what she does professionally. Um <clears throat> and, and then after I after saloon tycoon and I sent my rules off to AJ and AJ and Evan took all that out.
0: Right. <laughs> what do you do with numbers in your rules?
1: Uh I try to spell out the numbers unless it's unless it's like a big number, you know, like one, two, three, four, mm-hmm. five, that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, uh, typically up through up through nineteen is kind of my, my personal rule. I don't know. I'm sure there's like a proper uh um proper you know language or writing rule for that like the chicago manual of style says in these cases right but i thought back to my when i was in journalism in high school and they would say if it's a small number write it out if it's a large number uh, uh then um then use digits right so for me it's if it's 20 or higher i will use digits if it's 19 or lower i'll write out the word
0: and i always use digits because i think it draws your eye better so when I'm reading mm-hmm. I would rather that they use digits because that will I I will be drawn to that so if I'm like how many cards how many cards boom mm-hmm. 5 like it's mm-hmm. not, I don't have to look for <clears throat> F-I-V-E. It's just the letter sure. five. The, the exception,
1: fi. so for me, it, the, the exception to that is if I have a list, like a bulleted list. If it's in a bulleted list, like I'm listing components right, or, or something, if it's in a bulleted list, I will use the digit, but if it's in as a part of a, par- as text in a paragraph, mm-hmm. I will write out the word unless it's so one of those other So if it was
0: deal five cards, you would spell the word five out? Yes, I yeah. would. Yeah. Yeah, that I, I've seen both in games, mm-hmm. uh, but in my games, when I, at least when I, I don't, it's funny, I actually don't know like how real Estate turned out. Um, I just don't remember. But, uh, anyways, like with Waterloo and Washout, I always use the numbers with all my rules that I give to publishers. I use the numbers, mm-hmm. uh, and honestly, it's just my personal preference of because mm-hmm. I know the rules. I know that I'm not supposed to sure. do that. Yeah. And in like writing, like
1: writing, writing, I would not do that. But in game rules, I do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and I think that for me, with my journalism class, that came from. From they said if you can if you can say say it with one word then say it with one word if it, you have to say it with two words then use two digits, <clears throat> and so right. that that was cause of my own personal so so they would say if you have to go to twenty one that takes two words right especially in meaning that that's hyphenated right, right? just use the use the numbers. Um, and so I, I I just got in the habit of being more comfortable with 19 and under and I still and, and I know that's another thing that I do though that as I'm writing my first pass I do that interchangeably because I'm just writing quickly and then right. when I go back through a second time I have to clean all that up for myself
0: I, and I do struggle with that issue so okay let's do some takeaway tips here so version control yeah super important we mm-hmm. agree on that yeah um, don't capitalize everything or maybe do capitalize everything <laughs> <laughs> personal preference <laughs> Yeah, I would say don't. Um, One thing that I always try and do, and we've talked about this before, and Neil Roberts actually approves of this, Mm. is the note thing. Yeah. You write note and you bold it, right? right? Uh, I've been using that more in rules where like, for instance, this is a thing where I I did it in uh, Newton, the two-player version is very different than the... uh, um, than the regular version the game plays exactly the same but the setup and the cards you get are different and rather than saying in a two-player game do this and then later in a two-player game do that mm-hmm. i just put right at the bottom of the original setup i said look on the next page uh, on the next page well, for two players read the two-player scenario on the next page and then on the next page there's some big bold letters two-player scenario okay. and then it explains how that works So I feel like that achieved what Neil's looking for in rules because I trust Neil a lot with rules because Neil's really good at adding rules. Yeah, but it still made it not mess with the flow because for me, that's the thing. Like when I'm reading rules, if they don't just flow, Mm -hmm. I get confused and I'll stop. So if like Mm -hmm. if like, uh, for instance, if I'm like this card, do this with these cards and Neil's like, wait, what are those cards? No, 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 I need you to tell me what those are first, right? So to stop and say, the blah, blah, blah cards are the blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Deal five of them out. like That, to me, breaks the flow. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, for your brain, the flow is very important. Uh, for the way he looks at it, it's very important to know exactly what the terms are mm-hmm. before you read them. But mm-hmm. I'm more comfortable reading the terms and then saying, what is that? Oh, oh, here's kind of a glossary. Like, mm-hmm. with, certain, um, with certain games, like... Um, uh, Unreal Estate Conquest that I was working on. That one I will put terms in the back, like because there are specific terms like for actions, like so I wanted to say like I can just look to the back and go, what are the terms on this? And they just explains all of them, right? Kind of like a glossary. I, I like that. Okay,
1: yeah, I agree with Neil. You're wrong. So
0: what that you should always define stuff before you talk <laughs> you sh- about you it?
1: Should, it, it, it. While reading the the information in the par- in the rules. For the first time, that should also tell you what that means. That you know, if I if I'm, um, yeah, that I shouldn't have to check a glossary to understand a term.
0: And to be fair, generally I wouldn't. I would try and explain it, but I mean for a quick look mm-hmm. later, right? Okay. Like having a glossary of terms so that I don't have to go. Because th- don't you hate when you're like, "What does this term mean?" Oh, sure. When you're playing, well, and you got to go through the rules. Sure, later reference. Right. Yeah, sure. Like okay. I would have. Use a trick card to blah blah blah. And the very next paragraph is like a chart that explains what the trick cards are. So you could jump ahead of that if you wanted, but mm-hmm. having that in the middle of your reading breaks the flow of your concentration, mm-hmm. I think.
1: Okay. So and, and I certainly am not going to claim that I've never done that, of course, right? I'm I'm asking for feedback for a reason on my current rules, right? <laughs> right, right so right. so there there are probably there very well may be situations in, in the Red Planet rules where I, that I've just jacked it up done it without even realizing what i was doing so basically our tip
0: is version control and we agree on nothing else so just do what you want Mm -hmm. and make sure your rules are clear (laughs) yes done the other big thing for reworking rules is do blind do blind pay testing or even just blind read-throughs yeah and when they're done have the person say can you explain to me how this game works you know give me a summation of how this game works or what was really confusing to you in reading it give them yeah give them the whole game Let them read the rules and look at the components and see if it makes sense to them. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't, ask them to set up the game. Read the setup and just set the game up for me. If they can't do that, your rules need work.
1: You have failed. Because
0: that should not be the hard part. The hard part is the gameplay, right? Yeah. So
1: Yeah, man. Gosh, I can't tell you how much I hate complicated setup. I just hate it. I just hate it. I'm struggling with with a game right now, a
0: prototype I'm making, where I want the setup to be simple, but you're going to have to fish for some cards. Like... Certain cards come up, they have a match. You have to fish for those cards. Yeah. And I hate it. Yeah. But there's literally no way around it without it just being an app that just does it for you. Yeah. But it's not, you know, it's a tabletop game. Sometimes right. you have to make yeah. Um one of the best games I saw was set up um is Chameleon by Big Potato. Hmm. Uh so that game, the idea of the game is uh there's a chart of words out on the table, like like 10 words or something. I don't even remember how it is, but there's a chart of X number of words on the table in front of us, kind of code name style. Right. And we all get a card from uh, one set. There's a blue, there's two different sets. So we all get the card, right? Mm. One person gets a card that says you're the chameleon. Everyone else gets the same card, which is a, is a, a chart and you roll two dice and then you read on the chart what those two dice tell you. And that will tell you the word you care about on the table. Mm. So you all care about the word without the chameleon without you you know what I mean? Like without uh you having to possibly accidentally show him the word, right? So basically it makes it infinitely replayable because every time you roll those dice, mm-hmm. it's different. But everyone is immediately on the same page mm.
1: by looking at that, right? I mean the chameleon's not allowed to look at the dice results
0: well they can but they don't have a chart they just have a card that says you are the chameleon oh I see but all the cards look the same on the back so that person I'm sure they like would pretend to look at their card if they're smart (laughs) you know I see okay yeah yeah that makes sense and that's the game where everyone it goes around and everyone says a word Uh about the word yeah and the chameleon has to do that as well and they're trying to figure out what the word is without letting people know they're a chameleon so yeah okay cool cool rules they suck. They do. Yeah. So,
1: all right. Okay. Pitch pick, a game. Pitch a Game. So I don't have a name for this game. What else is new, huh? <laughs> dice blasters. Nope. No dice in this game. Um, Card blasters. It's probably bad though. Tile blasters. It is a tile game, so that's a little better.
0: Yes. Done.
1: <laughs> all right. So, um, so I thought of this game last night, and I was like, oh. You know what? That's so easy. I should just go ahead and prototype it. So I also prototyped it last night. (laughs) (laughs) So it was one of those moments. Okay. So um, this is... uh, I have my notes in front of me, but they're not really going to be very helpful. Um, Really just for scoring reference. Okay. Great. So uh, this is a a tile placement game. Uh, It is for two to four players. uh, And I think it probably plays pretty quickly. So... um, there are there are enough cards in the game to, or excuse me, enough tiles in the game to make a six by six square if you laid them all out. Mm-hmm. But you're only going to make a five by five square. Okay, okay. so you've you got more tiles than you need. All right. So you shuffle up tiles and put them all face down, and every player gets three. All right. Um, now on these tiles are are, uh, are icons. So each each tile I should say is divided into quadrants, and there's an icon in each quadrant. And just for simplicity, it's you know hearts, diamonds, spades, clubs, and X. Okay. Okay. All right. And then, in each of the, each of the uh, each of the four standard suits, have a color that corresponds with it. Because it, could, and then each uh, each player is going to get one color cubes that matches one of those symbols out there. And then the X is sort of like a sort of like a dead zone. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, dead zone. Yeah. It means nobody can score. Dead with blasters. Dead blasters. That's good. I mean, it means that nobody can score with that with that icon on the tile. Now, next feature is that every tile. Has uh, of the four quadrants, two of them are the same icon on every tile, and they are next to each other. So they're not across from each other, you know, like like at an angle. They're they're next to each other on one side of the tile. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, there are a couple exceptions that revolve around the um, the the tiles with that have the X's on them. There are a few of those. In fact, one in each of the four colors that where the it is you know it's offset where it's the you know but the diamonds are in opposite corners and the axes are in opposite corners. Okay. But in every other case, there's two icons on there that are in a row that are connected next to each other on of the four spaces. Got it. Offset card system. Got it. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So what you're going to do is so like I said, you're going to, you're going to shuffle those, those tiles, deal everybody three. Okay. And put the rest of it face down. Okay. Oh, and then everybody else has, uh, has nine cubes in their color. Okay. okay. Uh, you start the game by flipping over the top card or the top tile from the stack and put it in the center of the five by five playing area. So there's a board or a mat or something that you lay stuff right. down on. Okay. Uh, and then, then you go around the table taking turns and you're going to place a tile and then you're going to draw a tile. So what are you doing? So you're trying to create uh, ma- match groups, trying to set, uh, uh, um, you know, string the same symbol together. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and you need to get a, a line of three, four, five, or six of the same icon in order to score Mm -hmm. okay so if you if you create a line of three that's going to score you three points in order to score that three points you have to put three of your cubes down on top of those okay so if i'm if i'm the diamond i can score i can score three of any color Mm -hmm. right i I can or any of any type i can score three diamonds or three hearts or three clubs or three spades okay can't score three x's though because those are dead dead right okay but the different but the the thing is though if I if I <clears throat> can make a set of diamonds because I'm I'm diamonds so I, I'm going to score a normal three points of, of any set but if I score three diamonds that's my special to get five points for that oh nice okay if you make a set of four four points five it's five points six is six points uh, but if you're scoring in your color again it starts with uh, if you get a set of three it's worth five points and then seven nine and eleven points okay mm-hmm. just a couple higher than the base score point okay and every time you score, you need to put down your cubes, enough cubes to cover those, those, uh, those icons. Do you ever get your cubes back? Well, here's the thing. So as long as you have a cube on, on an icon, no one else can score off of it. Oh. But at some point you're gonna you're gonna run out of cubes and you're you have to need start some cubes yeah you're gonna have to start picking your cubes back up to reassign with new space. Do you have to pick them all up at once, or can you leave? You can leave stuff there, so you have to pick up what you want, what what you need. So if I've got nine cubes out there and I need to score another set of four, I'm gonna have to pick up four of those. So I have to pick choose four of those to pick up and reassign somewhere else so I can score again. But
0: I could say purposely keep covered your symbol so that you couldn't score big. Exactly right. Wow, dick move, I like it.
1: Yeah. So uh, it, so it, um that's basically it (laughs) that's basically the whole thing uh and and you keep playing and until uh, until you the the tile play area is full um uh you know it it might work better with two with four i don't know it might fill up too quickly i'm not really sure honestly yeah um and, and obviously you can only score if you're on a tile that you're placing down you know, so if there's already, you know, if I, if I'm diamonds and there's already three diamonds in a row there in order for me to score those three diamonds th- that are uncovered in order for me to score those three diamonds, of course, I'd have to put another diamond on that. And then I would be making a set of four. So I can't score three that are already out there. Right. right, right. It has to be connected to a set that I'm adding to. Right. Right
0: that makes total sense yeah yeah
1: so it might it might go too quick when if with four players and i don't know but that's the kind of the basic right. concept right of it. we'll bring it to work let's try it yeah okay well it, it's super abstract right you know i don't really know i don't know what kind of theme to put on that um i don't know what to do with that. i don't know what to call it i don't know Tile blaster's not good. blaster's <throat>
0: What if it was just little monster looking guys like a match three style game? Yeah, it could
1: literally be anything on those icons, right? right?
0: Actually, if you made it like a match three style game um, for doing four or more, you four or five, you could get some sort of like other thing. Because that's what happens in the match three games, right? You match four, you match five, you get something else. Mm hmm. So
1: so yeah it could be that, that if you match four you can take another tile off or something
0: or you could get a thing that allows you to drop it on something at some point to clear four tiles in a you know in a corner yeah, area right. of of uh
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh cubes or yeah. something like
1: that right right Sure and, and of course as when you're as the game goes on you're really only going to be score things that you can place a tile next to right so as the, as the board starts to fill up your options become fewer and fewer And you have, you you know, you can't add on to something if there's if the board is full. So another option, of course, is to just not have boundaries, and you can place tiles freeform across the table until the tiles run out. Mm -hmm. That's another way to play it, potentially. Yeah. Um, but yeah,
0: you could always say, um, you could randomly start with two tiles, and then say, any tile placed. Oh wait, no, that doesn't work. Nope. Hmm. You'd have to start with, no, that wouldn't work either. Never mind. Bad idea. So, cool. Okay. Uh, I'm not even going to finish the thought because it literally doesn't make sense. It's okay.
1: incoherent. Good. Glad so, we could get, yeah. get that done. So, um, yeah, that's basically it. So, yeah, so those icons could be literally anything as long as they're dif- you can differentiate between them. Um, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's so, yeah, basically 36 little square tiles. I'm using cards right now, of course, for prototyping, but uh, 36 square tiles or or it could be square cards. Um and, and some cubes and a score sheet is really all you need to do Um, it's probably sim- I'm probably underthinking. thinking right it's probably there's some horrible flaw in it but um, we don't know until we play test it right yeah so boy that was a really short and simple pitch I'm sorry match blasters coming from Rob Couch match blasters that's too much like math blasters math blasters yeah do we have any other Twitter questions let's see uh, duh, 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 duh. Eric Handler says, "What is fun?" Well, not you. Ouch! Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> fun is an extremely subjective, uh, personal uh, uh, thing, and I can't answer that question. Dusty asks uh, to talk about non-transitive dice and the rock pa- in the rock-paper-scissors style. I don't know what that means.
0: He sent a picture that was just confusing. I thought he was casting a spell. Because, I wasn't sure.
1: And it's it's like. It's like images of dice and the faces that are on dice, but they're not normal dice. Like one of them has five sides that have five pips on them and one side that's blank. Well,
0: Rob, Rob, they're uh, non-transitive dice. You're
1: right. I'm sorry. So, I'm a jerk.
0: Yeah. I um, clearly don't understand.
1: I don't. I still don't actually. Um Me either. I'm just using his terms. Yeah. Odin, uh, Odin says, how about talk about using standard components in non-standard ways? Um, well, uh, we don't want to give you all of our ideas yeah yeah no yeah no but thanks for uh contacting Odin. i think that's the first time i've heard you uh, from you so thank you for that um Stan- i mean Stan- i mean there's all kinds of things to do that talk to julio he- he's he got some ideas for that Gosh, that guy's got the craziest ideas i kind of don't like him um <laughs> i don't know i don't know anyway um anything else no we should probably rack up. Should probably, yeah. Okay, all right. We we we'll do that thing. With we got to do the thing. The thing. Yeah. Thanks to everybody for listening to the show. If you want to get in touch with us, send us an email to buildingthegamepodcast at gmail Follow us on Twitter at podcastbtg. Jason is at Jason Lingerland. I am at poorly underscore design. Like us on Facebook. Five star reviews on places. Uh, Google Voice number seven seven oh tell hotel BTG um, and uh, buildinggamepodcast.com. dot And uh, yeah, again, look for that Red Planet print play. It's hopefully in the show notes today. Yeah. If I got my job done. And if I remembered. And that's all. So that's all nighty night.
0: Good night. Building the game is a co-production of imminent entertainment and poorly designed studios. All of the ideas presented by Rob and Jason are property of the Building the Game podcast. Next time on Building the Game. I do think for now, by the way, I'm going to go with We Have Amnesia. We Have Amnesia. I think that's like, it's not a bad title. Like it's fine. It's okay. It's evocative, right? Like, We Have Amnesia. Like, what? Mm Mm-hmm. So. Yeah,
1: cool. All right.
0: It's literally the setup to the whole game, like right in that title. We have amnesia.
1: Yeah, we have amnesia. Right. So so who's the player in this? A person with amnesia. Whoa. Right? <laughs> what? <laughs> we this is the player. We. We. We do. We. Oh, I have amnesia. Who, who's the player in this? I don't know. I have amnesia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm unsure who the player is.
1: I can't figure that out.
0: But I know that they're gonna play. Get it? Get it? I get I get it. Player's gonna play.